0: Get ready to tune into stories of average men striving for greatness to become the leaders that are needed in their homes, in their career, and their communities. This is the Brotherhood of Fatherhood podcast.
1: Gentlemen, today we're chatting with George Dobbins. George has been married for 10 years. He's an owner of CrossFit Dover, and he is actually a coach for men. We will definitely dive into that a little bit. Welcome to the show, George.
0: Hey, Scott. Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah. So uh, we met basically, you know, (laughs) through the interwebs, the probably (laughs) Facebook, we kind of run in the same circles with the, with, with gyms. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, man.
0: Yeah. So you mentioned, um, I've been married for, um, going on 10 years. Um, I'm married to a beautiful lady. Her name is Brooke and, uh, man, she's, um, She's my rock at times, you know. Um, so she's a, uh, she's uh, she's pretty amazing. And then we've in return uh, created a amazing little boy, and his name is Bingham, um, spelled B-I-N-G-H-A-N. It's funny because uh, every time we go to the pediatrics, like, is there a Bingham? Bingham? <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. man, it's 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 Bingham, not Bingham. So <laughs> anyhow. Yeah, um, I've been in the um, I've been in the space. um, I've been in the fitness space for 20 years now. And that makes me sound really old. Um, I've been in the CrossFit space for 14 years. We are, we celebrate 13 years during the uh, during the pandemic. We are in our 14th year now at CrossFit Dover. And uh, man, we are, we are rocking and rolling. Yeah.
1: That is some serious years behind owning, I mean, being in the fitness industry, but owning a CrossFit affiliate for that many years. That's like, uh, that's up there. That's, that's yeah. pretty incredible. Yeah.
0: It's, um, as a matter of fact, CrossFit Dover is uh, the 87th okay. CrossFit affiliates um, when we're established in uh, the year 2006. Yeah,
1: yeah that's the, the top one, uh, one of the first 100. That's a pretty serious thing. That's awesome, George. <laughs> I did not know that about you but I, I do knew i do know probably like 8 or 10 gym owners in that first 100 um and, and it's it's a it's a visionary breed i don't know if i want to yeah. say like breed but it's a visionary group of people who really saw something super early on but that's not for what sure. you're all about i mean you're you're stepping into some other things and um i mean after but owning a business for 13 years i'm sure your mind is like hey what's the next thing um So how old is Bingham again? Bingham is eight. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he's been probably at home instead of school the last couple of years.
0: Yeah. It's been um, this past year, especially it's been um, in school two days out the week. So he's uh, like a Thursday, Friday, and then he's pretty much remote Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. And, um, yeah, we are very much looking forward to being in school all five days as we go into uh, this coming fall.
1: But, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: He's, um, yeah he's, he's, a, he's a stellar of a kid, and uh, he's actually learning Chinese at this point, too, which is, he is. is pretty amazing. Not that we go out to eat Chinese food often, but when we do, uh, we're able to, he's able to have a conversation. And that's pretty cool to hear Dude, as, that's, as a parent, that's, as a father. Yeah,
1: That's incredible. Do you speak Chinese?
0: absolutely not it's just <laughs> it's it's a it's a program within the school district that he's in wow. so he i mean half his day in school is in chinese it's pretty amazing
1: yeah that's a that's a unique situation i know that that language is incredibly difficult to learn so that's that's impressive But kids brains are so malleable they're so able to take that stuff on early at their earlier ages
0: oh yeah oh yeah yeah,
1: yeah. so i want to i want to dive right in because i i think that uh we need to talk about being a dad, being a husband, being the man that we're supposed to be, and I think you and I are both super passionate about that. And so, For sure. I don't really want to beat around the bush. I want to get right into it. Um, a lot of times when we have a passion, you know, you, you're you're coaching men to, uh, I'm just assuming, be better. But let's step back. Like, why? like there I, I tell my story of why we started the Brotherhood of Fatherhood and my story of you know kind of not being the dad I was supposed to be uh, focusing too much on work you know I have this origin that led me to the place where I really want to be an influence in men's lives to be better fathers and better husbands so tell us your story man
0: yeah so man that's that's actually We can go in a couple different directions, right? With that, (laughs) um, as we as we go to answer that, you know, the the what it ends up being is, you know, one of my character traits is to be, you know, I'm I'm very compassionate, right? So when it comes to when it comes to being able to um you know see in someone's situation um and just um being empathetic to that. So, you know, the idea of being compassionate and being empathetic in Uh, situations especially when it comes to like father and son you know we can also take that even a step further back Scott and understand that you know as a as a boy there's probably certain things you you aspire for um, as as a child and I will tell you that there are definitely things that that I've aspired for as as a child and um, and therefore that stuck with me. I'm I'm 38 years old. And you're talking about, you know, you know, from eight year old boy and, and, you know, third grade being in third grade and, and, you know, I'm 38 year, years old now. And um, man, some of those, some of those experiences just kind of stick with you. So that, that has really um, essentially, you know, put me on the track to what I'm doing now. And that's um, coaching men.
1: All right. Well, let's dive in. So what, what, what experiences, what, you know, do you have any examples or, well, I guess not examples. Do you have any stories?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um, I will tell you that, you know, we've um, short story. Yeah. So here's a story for you. And this did not come into like my line of view until like this past year when I was going through, I was going through a, um, an activity, you know, just um, an activity, just that prompted, you know, thoughts and motions, and just it took me back to when I was in the third grade. And so, being in the third grade, teacher says, "Hey, class, today I want you guys to pull out a sheet of paper, and I want you to draw what it is that you want to be when you grow up." And so we're getting after it, and you know, and then um, time has passed, and. Uh, now teachers saying hey I need for you guys to be able to share with a class what it is that you want to be when you grow up so you have uh, you know little Johnny uh, who goes up in front of the class and he's like hey I want to be a police officer right and then you have Emily who comes in and she's like I want to be a scientist and I, I think about Johnny I think about Emily and I vividly remember those two people in my class you know and and it was my turn to go up and uh share what it is that I wanted to be when I grew up. And I remember, Scott, there was a little bit of a, a little bit of an embarrassment because I'm like, wow, I you know, put this down on paper and now I have to share it in front of, of the class. And I just I remember feeling a a, a level of embarrassment and uh, maybe even a little bit shame and I turn my picture around and I'm explaining to the class that I wanted to be a dad. And on my picture was a house, a father, a mother, and a little boy. And so when we talk about our experiences, and I remember, I told you that this I think we have a way of just maybe blocking certain things out. And you know, I was going through this internal activity that prompted these feelings and emotions. And this incident, this memory stood out vividly. And when that came to when that came to mind when I was able to bring that back out, um, it just it rocked me. It rocked me because it brought me back to being that third grader, that third grade little boy. And um you know, I'm I, I ask myself why why is it that I drew a father, a mother, and a little boy, you know, in front of this house? And why is it that I wanted to be a dad? And and I, I look back at it and you know, I have I have a great father, you know, he fathered six of us, you know. I'm I'm one of six. And with that, um, I will tell you though, that as as a young boy, there are certain things that 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 I was needing, right, you know, and, and um, yeah, so, like, me aspiring to be a father as a third grade little boy was, was me wanting a little bit more of that in my life as a young boy. Yeah,
1: yeah, so, but, but that didn't hit you, like, really hit you until last year, it sounds like.
0: Yeah, it, it wasn't until um, the last several months that, you know, we were I was going through an activity and the activity was like, you know, what is, you know, why is like your levels of why, right? It was, it's like, you know, you have like these seven levels of why, well, why is it you want to be a coach? Well, you know, I want to be a coach because um, um, I want to help other other men. All right, well, So why do you wanna help other men? Well, I wanna help other men because I understand that there's a a certain level of empowerment that we have or that we don't have as men to be able to do and handle the responsibilities that we need to be. So like, well, yeah, you wanna coach because you wanna help men and you want to help men because you want them to be able to, you know, walk into their full fulfillment. And then why do you really want to coach? And after I was, you know, yeah, I want to be able to, you know, create a, a, a position that I'm more impactful in in, and with, with those that I encounter and those that have the ability and opportunity to, to, to meet and share and engage with. Um, But then, you know, the seven, the levels of why just kept on coming down and, I remember at the end of it, I, I answered this question with, I wanted, um, I want to coach men because I remember being that little boy in the third grade, knowing that I, there were things that I aspired that that I wanted and being able to, in return, give men, uh, the ability to be able to connect and, um, was something that was really drove me to again doing what I'm doing and walking in this purpose.
1: Yeah, I think did it answered your question. It did, and the reason I asked is because there's there's typically a reason why we're we're driven or called called. I think it's a calling in this situation Absolutely. to impact lives, and it's typically we did something wrong and we fixed it and figured it out, or we went through something and want other people not to have to go through it. And so you definitely yeah. had that that thing. Uh what are some of the most like <laughs> what are some of the most vivid visions of being raised? I mean, you you said you had a great father, six years like what kind of legacies did you learn that you get to pass down?
0: Yeah. The that's a really great question. So Scott, I would tell you that the the legacy of me being able to pass down is a certain level of work ethic. So I, you know, my father is a very sacrificial man. You know, he, there's, you know, six, six kids, you know, five, five of those kids are boys. Um, You know, I I have one older sister. And, you know, just to kind of give you, my father was, in the military, he's, he's Air Force retired Air Force. Uh, he, met my, he met my mother in the Philippines where I was born. We transitioned here to the States in 91. And that's when uh, there was an active volcano on the island, Mount Pinatubo, and, oh, yeah. and that volcano erupted, we evacuated. My father stayed back. My mother brought um, essentially the entire family um, with the assistance of uh, the, the Air Force to Dover, Delaware. And from there, uh, it, was, it was running and gunning, man. My, my mother eventually took a job in New Jersey, um, which, which um, she spent most of her time there, and she, she'd come home, um, you know, whether it's, you know, like once every week or once every two weeks. And um, man, those were some of the best moments in my life as a, as a young boy, just be able to have that time with mom. And it was great. Um, but at the same time, you know, there was, there was, you know, my dad that was also home. And um, he was very much, you know, at the time, um, um, almost like a single parent in that manner, when, when, when my mom was away, and, you know, working a, a job that was essentially like two hours out. Um, so with that, you mentioned some legacies that were, that were instilled, um, or left, or that in that my father has instilled is, you know, one is the ethic, is the work ethic, and he was able to, he was able to display that day in and day out, and which I also contribute to my ethic, you know, my ability to be able to, you know, um, uh, you know, from high school graduation to um, opening up a a CrossFit gym you know, and for me to be able to work into that path. Um, so the ethic is to answer your question is the first thing that stands out. The second thing is sacrificial. He, he sacrificed quite a bit for his family and, um, that was evident.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I think a lot of us grew up, uh, not all of us, obviously I grew up with a, with a dad who ran a business, an, an incredible father. He's an, he's, I feel like every year better, you know, <laughs> like we, we have an incredible relationship and, um, and I see so frequently that other men don't have that. And I think that, you know, that's a driver, but it, it's very common to, from that generation, at least, and specifically, you know, your family coming from the Philippines and that work ethic that just work. And at the, there is a cost, you know, I, I had my story where my work ethic, there was a cost because I I had my value ladder incorrect. I had the wrong rungs. I was stepping on the wrong runs. I was stepping over God and my family and going right to career. And those things were left behind. And, and it, it eventually came to a place where, uh, you know, it, it, it imploded. And I had to make a very, very drastic dis- decision that led me to being a long journey to being a good father. And I, I'm at peace with that, but man, it's a struggle in the early years. You know, I went through that. So when you're working with men, like what's your biggest desire? You know, I, you, you had mentioned to me that, you know, being driven is a, is a very important aspect. I absolutely agree. Um, But what is your, most like, if you were to say you would like to see one big change or two big changes in men, and that you you would, if you helped men make a change, like, what would that area be that you're super passionate about?
0: Yeah, so Scott, that's a really great question. Um, if I were to make one change with men, it's, um, I mentioned this earlier, is empowering, you know, being able to, being able to give a certain level of empowerment to these men, these fathers, um, that's, they they have what it takes. They have what it takes to lead their. Child, their children, their family as well, and although there there may be some some relearning and um, just removing some of those limiting factors, um, that's essentially done with you know instilling you know just new habits um, and that's you know just uh, creating certain disciplines and that's developing certain routines and um, but um, being able to again. Uh, relearn to learn, and to essentially uh, remove some of those limiting factors, so that we're able to step into the role that 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 we're designed for.
1: Yeah, wholeheartedly agree. I think a lot of men fall into the trap of, I actually have heard this from men, and it, it, it saddens me deeply. Is well, my dad wasn't a good dad. I don't know how to do it. Yeah. And and my belief is is that's a bunch of BS. You you, you can break that tr- that curse that 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 incorrect type of legacy you can break that and sounds to me that's kind of a little bit of what you're getting at is like you can be an amazing father
0: absolutely 100% and you know one thing I will say is you know I'll um, I'll share another story with you Um, you know it was we, we talk about we talk about those generational curses, right? You know, from one generation to another. And um there was a moment in my life when I was I was 16 years old and I I was in a youth group um that was led by uh, a lady, uh she goes by Lojo, who I hold very dear um, in my life. And nonetheless, you know, it was it was a Sunday and uh, Lojo and I were having a conversation and she essentially took me to my house to, to make sure I did one thing. And that one thing really changed my life and the relationship between my dad and myself. Um, so Lojo takes me home and she's like, you are going to go upstairs and wake your dad up and tell him what you need to hear. So mind you my dad you know worked overnight he worked during the day he had six kids and um with that uh, he's he was sleeping right so I'm like I'm the 16 year old little boy and uh you know turning turning to be a young man right and and I haven't heard my father tell me that he loved me so I remember Lojo taking him to my house she's waited downstairs and I'm walking upstairs and this was something I was very scared and scared to do um, I, I don't know why but I was I was crying I was I was hysterical and I remember waking my dad up you know I shook him a couple of times he's a deep sleeper so I'm shaking him and he wakes up and you know he wakes up in a bit of a frantic because he sees me crying and he sees me upset and he understands that I'm in pain and um, he's, he's what is it George what is it and I just told him I said I need for you to tell me that you love me. I need to hear it. And um, he, stood out, he, stood, uh, he sat out the bed and, and he told me, he says, um, I love you. And it was from my, from my memory, that was the first time that I've heard my dad say that at 16 years old. And that in itself changed the, the course of like, he and our relationship and you know, one thing he did explain to me was, you know, essentially that's that's the relationship that he and his father had as well. And you know, that uh, I understand that, and I wasn't mad or wasn't angry um, for that. Um, I didn't know, uh, but I also knew that there was something that I needed to hear and that I was missing. And ever since then, you know, I see my dad, and you know, he tells me he loves me before we break. You know. Um, if I'm on the phone, you know, it's, I love you, dad. I love you, George. And we hang up and we, and we split. And that was a very, that was a very pivotal point for me in my life, uh, being that 16 year old little boy.
1: Hey guys, this is Scott. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast, but I did want to interrupt for just a second because I am super passionate about a new tool that i found and been using for the last month or so. And if you're like me, the thought of writing copy puts me in two cold sweats. But we all know that writing blogs, social media posts, web copy, ads, and more are part of life and can make a considerable impact on moving the needle to success in your business or job. We all know how difficult it can be to wrangle ideas, action words, and details, not to mention time constraints. Fear not. I have found a solution that will allow you to easily crank out stunning copy in minutes. It's Jarvis, guys. It's probably hit your social media feed and you think it's too good to be true, but it is not. Jarvis is the latest artificial intelligence technology that will help you create content at lightning speed with little effort on your part or hefty fees for writers. You fill in two easy steps and it'll lay out... Descriptive paragraphs, both short and long form articles, bullet lists, social media posts, blog posts, ad copy, SEO copy, Google ad copy. It gets super detailed. There are tons of templates to choose from. It's totally up to you. It's two steps. And it blows me away every time I use it. In fact, it just keeps getting better and better. So if you're like me the thought and thought it was too good to be true, trust me. This product kicks ass. I literally use it every single day for personal and professional use. Just go try it for free and use my link, uh, and it's in the show notes. I'm not going to read it to you because it's crazy. But go into the show notes, click on the link, sign up for your free trial. You will never look back. And this is a great way to support this podcast. Super simple for you for your business. Send it to your boss. Send it to your friends. It will revolutionize workflow. The link is in the podcast notes. And if you want to support the Brotherhood of Fatherhood, this is a great way. That's huge. I, I, that's breaking a generational curse. I mean, it, it absolutely is. And, you know, it sounds like Lojo gave you the power and the kind of the authority to be vulnerable. And I talk yeah. a lot about, you know, vulnerability isn't a weakness. It's actually kind of a superpower. If you can step into and be vulnerable with the right people in your life, you will ex- reach new heights and whatever it is that you're doing. So that was a, a major uh, step of vulnerability. I'm sure it was scary.
0: For sure. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But it, seriously. Like did that change your relationship with your father? Like how did that impact you at that moment?
0: Man, so you know there was, was sixteen, and you know not knowing if 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 I was loved, and you know you could imagine how you could imagine what that does to 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 a boy, you know, just just questioning, uh, am I love? you know questioning, do I have what it takes? questioning and I remember after that moment knowing that I am loved and that is so that is so powerful because now when you feel that when you know that you feel like you can do anything right so that really opened up the the um, the ideal of you know doing other things and and um, man if I wanted to if I wanted to lift weights, if I wanted to play basketball, play soccer, if I wanted to, I felt like it, it, it created opportunities knowing that man, I I am loved and I have what it takes and um, I can do this.
1: That's awesome. That's incredible. One thing, one thing made a massive pivot in your life and it actually probably influenced (laughs) what you're doing now I want to go back to third grade. So, you know, you were identifying you were identifying your future as being a dad, but that I, it sounds to me like maybe that identity didn't that identity didn't fit within the realm of the norm at that time. Was that kind of the the feeling?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was it was exposing to my classmates and and maybe to myself that I felt incomplete, you know, I felt like I was, I want to say broken is the, the word, but I just felt like I was an incomplete boy, you know, just, um, just being there. And for me to be able to share that, um, just put me in a position that, man, I am sharing this and I feel incomplete. And when you feel less than, you know, that just doesn't, that doesn't bring about the best feeling and emotions.
1: Yeah. Yeah you struggled with like really in the past or recently or whatever, have you struggled with your identity as a man? Like what defines me?
0: Yeah. So I will tell you, um, you know, just transitioning to playing sports from soccer to basketball. Um, that's where I fell into, you know, having that, having that identity, like you would understand that man, George, um, you know, plays really good ball, right? So then it became to you know, leaving that and transitioning to weightlifting and then to bodybuilding. So now it was it was associating as George as the exercise guru, right? You know, the bodybuilder, uh, the weightlifter, and and then from there it became you know George the the gym owner, you know, first you know first CrossFit gym in the state of Delaware. Uh, 87th gym worldwide and a lot of my identity fell into competing and competing um, you know at different levels from local to regional and so when you ask the the question of like identity um, it it certainly has transitioned through time Um, I I will tell you like I do feel as if my identity as as Sun and and that's and that's and that son of of the Most High, that son of God, right? I am, um, and that's also father. Uh, that is also, and before that, that's actually husband, right? Husband and father. Um, so that's where I, I've I've essentially found my identity in. And I, I'll tell you, there was a big struggle in that too. And it wasn't until, you know, Bingham, uh, who's who's eight. And, you know, me wanting to essentially, uh, you know, change some of those generational curses that, that's I fell into, you know, my identity as, as father. And I really have taken a hold of that. Um, And um, I don't plan on letting go. So that's,
1: that's, that's awesome. We, I had a guest probably 11, 12 months ago. Uh, His name's Rick Loy. He's a very wise a wise man that I know, and he came on and he was talking about identity because he, he identifies, he's identified, and I've identified that men really struggle with identity. We place our identity, like you said, in, in our sports and our performance, in our role, in our work or in our, um, our, our business or whatever it is. And this is a major thing I fell into. I was Scott, the bike shop owner, and then I was Scott, the gym owner, and then I was Scott, this guy. And when those were taken away from me, or when I stepped away from those, actually, like I was lost. I didn't have an yeah. identity and he nailed it. He goes, you know, when you transition from who you are to whose you are, you really have an overall peace, And that's been an ongoing theme as I interview men um, of faith. Some of them not so strongly in their faith, but it's a very strong tie with, with men who have really embraced that their identity doesn't have anything to do with what they do, and their performance. It has to do with so much more than that. So that's that's incredible. Um, yeah, and I think I would venture to say that uh, a good eighty percent of men right now struggle with identity.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. And you know, I will tell you, you know, the the thought of when when we think of identity you know, we think of, all right, well, like what is it that I do from like a day to day? So like, you know, you might, you might associate like your identity as, you know, a student or uh, you might associate your identity as an athlete or you might associate your identity as a business owner. But it wasn't until I really understood, you know, the like, what is it that I, um stand for and what is it that i um want to embrace and 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 see flourish and what is it that i that until i was able to really get some clarity on exactly what really holds deep and dear to me it wasn't until then in which i can really formulate what that identity is and and, and what my identity is and so um, I can understand the struggle there i i I can really understand the struggle you mentioned like eighty percent and I do agree that yeah you're right it's probably about eighty percent of of men who do struggle with that and I will tell you that you know with that um, there's 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 opportunity to eliminate that and and, and fall into to to a, a an identity that is that that's that's worth living right and um, and, and that's something that I, I enjoy helping men do as well is getting clarity in doing that. And, um, man, it's, it's been, it's been really good. It's been really you, good.
1: If you can help men understand, I get any, getting clear on that, like the acceleration of their relationships of their own personal success of their, um, their ability to handle tough things increases tenfold immediately. As soon as you are okay with who you are and understand who and why and how everything else it's, I I can't even explain the freedom. I mean, it's something I'm so passionate about because it took me years. I'm 40, almost 48. And it took me a lot of years to figure this out. And it was pain and it was angst and it was frustration and it was searching and it was Painful, and man, if you can help get men get through that faster or not go through it nearly as much, it, it's there's no dollar amount you can put. I I would I would I would challenge any man that's listening. There is no dollar amount you can place on getting help in that area. No dollar amount, even if you say you can't afford it. The question should now become, how can I afford it? Because it is so incredibly. Powerful. And you will step into who you really are meant to be when you get your identity in place.
0: Definitely. 100%. And the the thing is, Scott, is, you know, we look at, we we look and we think identity. And I believe a lot of times we we look and search in the wrong places, right? We, you know, the, the ability to be able to understand what that is, you know, there's there's experiences that we each each face you know whether whether they're traumatic experiences good or bad um and and then in essence we also have you know we're given these opportunities to be able to maybe even touch on some of those experiences and i believe that a lot of times we just search for identity in the wrong places and um You know, and at the same time, you know, you can't, you can't mistaken labeling as identity as well, right? Just because, you know, if we're talking about labels in which someone has put on you, or even you have put on yourself, um, and then you turn those labels into, like, your identity, that is, that is, I believe the 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 biggest issue and the problem that 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 men have when it comes to identifying who it is they are or who it is that they even want to become right yeah. and um it's uh it's and yeah, it's definitely a period of of just gaining and gathering clarity right
1: i think a lot of them, you you said it so eloquently you know it, taking the label. So s- s- I'll use myself, Scott, the bike shop owner, when I decided to close that bike shop, I was like, Scott lost, like completely yeah. lost. Cause I was so ingrained in everyone calling me the bike shop owner. Say so, now I'm a, I'm a father and a husband and a man who owns a business. I am not yeah. a business owner. And I, you know, there's so much pride you take in, like I have a business and it pays my bills and it's awesome. Well, it's, it's a label. It's not a a definition. I think that that switch right there, helping people make that switch right there is huge. Like I, I, you know, I want to get into mountain biking again. And I'm like, I don't want to be a mountain biker. You you just like blew my mind because you actually like put solidified something I've been trying to work through. It's like, I don't want to be a mountain biker. Well, I can enjoy mountain biking and just be me. 100%
0: Right? 100% absolutely
1: and I bet I'll enjoy it 100 times more because I'm not now the mountain biker I'm just Scott who's going to go on a mountain bike ride. yeah yeah
0: oh yeah absolutely and and now that you talk about that Scott you know the, the ideal of of you know now that's it's it's not Scott who owns a, it's, it's not Scott the business owner and now your peers and those that perceive you uh, it's there's a certain level of expectation and some of that external pressures that we receive from those that are around us, um, whether you know, our peers or our colleagues that also can influence you know, identity. And again, you know, when you allow that to, to happen, you know, it, doesn't, it doesn't leave a, a identity that's fulfilled because again, it's externally driven from peers, colleagues, expectations, and what society in the world thinks you should be, as opposed to what it is that 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 God has, you know, put in your life, uh, the experiences again, whether they're good or the bad opportunities He's opened up, and 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 it's, it's now no longer taking those and forming and creating uh, the identity that or who it is that you want to be, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I. That's, that's the thing. If you have an identity in something that someone's labeled you as or you're doing, that can be stripped away.
0: Like 100%.
1: That, is totally, that, is, that is totally able to be taken from you. If you, if you are paralyzed, you can, you can no longer be that. But if you're paralyzed and you have an identity in higher level things and bigger things and a purpose driven thing, you cannot strip away that identity. And it will not ruffle sure. your feathers. Now, here's a, here's a warning I want to give men because I went through two years in extreme darkness, personal darkness. When I decided to stop being Scott the cyclist, Scott the bike shop owner, that identity that I, I, I thought I would still be the cyclist, I still thought I'd be the guy that everyone wanted to ride, ride with, went away overnight, gone. Mm-hmm. And um, I was not prepared for that. So the whole story is like, if I were to do that again, I would want to mentor or a coach in my corner because you, just taking a step away and learning and changing your focus on really, or your understanding of your identity is amazing, but it will absolutely 100% ruffle feathers of other people because you personally will change. And when you change, this is, I'm not talking about bad change. This is a really good change. This is next level Uh, success change when you figure this out. I I, 100% if you can figure this out, you will step into a new level of whatever it is that you're pursuing. I can guarantee it. It is I've seen it over and over again. But you need someone there because the people who are comfortable with you being you the the so and so are all of a sudden going to feel threatened. And there may be a disconnect where you don't enjoy them anymore, or they just completely forget about you, not because you've changed, but because you've realized what you really are. This is a big warning. Have a man in your corner to walk you through that that understands it. Someone who will not disappear because you have gone through this transformation that you are ready to take on the next level of being a man, being a leader of your family, being a leader in your community, being the leader of business, whatever it is. It will change. Your friendships will change, but it will be so much better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Scott, you, you hit it right on the dot. You mentioned, you know, being able to, to pick up a mentor or a coach and, you know, it's also one of those maybe stigmas, but coaches need coaches too. Right. And, and, you know, like me being, me being, a me being a coach, you know, you, you think about it, I've, operated the gym, I'm in my 14th year, and I'm making this transition, this pivot into, into a, a, an element that I am unfamiliar with when it comes to essentially remote coaching. Now, um, the content behind the coaching, I'm very much familiar with. You know, I have, a, I have a very high level of power and certainty when it comes to that, but the idea of putting it out into space and getting it to move, um, is certainly not in my element right so that's so that's difference and you mentioned you know being able you know when you make that change having a mentor or having a coach um, it's it's huge right and you know for me i tell you i i love my gym you know crossfit dover is an amazing affiliate i have some of the best members and i serve on a team on a coaching team that is that is top notch right um, me going into a, a a realm and pivoting into a different direction, Scott has also can also you know bring up some of those questions or concerns. Well, what's George doing? Well, George for the last fourteen years, George has been George Dobbins, the 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 the, the CrossFit gym owner, and so now when you see you know whether it's on social media or you hear through the grapevine that. That Georgia is, you know, filing suit and maybe a slightly different direction. It does creates, you know, just some questions and, you know, maybe even like some concerns and, and you know, therefore being able, there is a when when we make that step, when we create that transition. I am agreeing with you that being able to do that in lieu in conjunction, locking arms with with somebody else, a mentor, a coach, is is it's vital. It's important um, because essentially it can steer the ship in a direction that isn't um, where it wasn't supposed to be heading.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I kind of feel like, uh, I don't even think the podcast where I said this has been released yet, but I did a solo podcast done a few in a row and I was talking about hiring a coach. I think it was, I've been on so many podcasts lately, but, uh, (laughs) (laughs) which is a, a good problem, but I was, I was making the reference. If you want to hire a coach, coaches are, good, you should have a coach in your life. I, I don't believe there should ever be a time in my life from now on that I am not paying someone good money to st- help me steer my ship because I think it's just so incredibly imperative. But the first question I told the audience to, li- to, to ask their coach, do you have a coach? And you never hire someone who doesn't have a coach. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's something I believe so firmly in because everyone has their thing. Everyone needs their help. And the value, you will you will realize that the value is there if, if the if if who you're hiring has hired someone else and almost exclusively I can tell you they're hiring someone that costs a lot more than their service. <laughs> and and I know that's true for me. And I, you know, and I I imagine it's true for you. Um, absolutely. And and I I it's like one of the one very first questions. If you're looking for a coach who's your coach? Like, what are they coaching? Like, are you being coached? What impact has that had on your life? Because it, it is a difference maker between uh, a a coach and a wannabe. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. 100%. I, I I absolutely agree. It's been, you know, for me um, being able to, you know, there's, there's, there's certain things that we are good at. And then there's certain things that we're not so good at. And, you know, one thing that I am, I am getting better at is, is communication. And again, you know, we talk about childhood, we talk about experience, we talk about how we're raised and brought up and, and, you know, if there's a lack of communication that is happening there, it's very easy for that to be able to, you know, spew into um, other aspects and areas of your life. And as, as, as a coach, who's also being coached, um, being able to, I've understood, um, you know, being a student, you know, um, I've understood as being coached that the amount of communication that has to be present with, um, with a mentor, with a coach is, is, is highly valuable time it's um and i tell you you mentioned like it can open wonders and i I honestly didn't know that i would be you know in a position of of working with 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 fathers you know with with men with fathers i i saw myself as you know opening up a gym and retiring as a gym owner and um yeah so it's 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 definitely it's, it's life-changing
1: yeah 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 it, 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 it it's interesting to hear that you probably had some of those same experiences where you haven't gotten you haven't closed your gym you haven't sold it but you you still even because you're doing something else that makes people uncomfortable I mean yeah. that's George the George I know what's going on and there's there's a feeling of betrayal because we're human we're stupid that way, but you're not betraying anybody. You're just stepping into an even more impactful role. In my opinion, you're stepping up your level, which will also steer people away from you because they don't like others elevating themselves above them. So, um, by hiring a coach, you're automatically surrounding yourself with someone who's elevated, because they are doing they're helping you through the things that you need to help and they probably already achieved it or at least I think they should they've already achieved what you're trying to do and so you're elevating that makes people within your own circle a little uncomfortable and I think it's the it's the story of the buffalo or the bison I tell all the time all the time you know bison if a storm is coming up over the mountains they run right through it they run toward, they charge towards it and they go until they're on the other side of it because they know that they're going to get pelted and it's going, you know, they're going to be beat, but Mm. it will be much shorter and they'll get through it. And then there's the cattle who walk the direction of the storm that is going and they're in it for so long and they just get stuck in the storm. We want to be bison and part of that, or buffalo, I like the word buffalo better. Part of that (laughs) is the fact that, by improving ourselves, stepping into a higher understanding of who we are, by hiring a coach, you are running into the storm. You, you are going to, there is going to be stuff that hits you. Undoubtedly, you're going to be socked in the face with hail. You're going, to, you're going to get horrible things happening to you. You're going to go through a lot of emotional things. But the other side is beautiful. And hey, I'm here to tell you there's another storm brewing every moment that you get through, <laughs> so, I like, yeah, learn to yeah. embrace the challenge, that's, that's what I love.
0: I love it, and um, I love that you're able to share that as well, because it does, it does create a, um, it's one, it's inspiring, but it, it does create a, a level of, um, of, um, of drive that I believe, you know, is essentially, like, why I coach, you know, the, you know, the ideal of, like, iron sharpens iron, you know, and, and, um you know, that's, that's it. You know, like you mentioned um, the ability to be able to weather the storm and um, you know, just hearing that, hearing that from you is, is certainly um, encouraging. So yeah, I appreciate that hundred percent.
1: Yeah. I think I just, uh, we just need to, we just need to scream it for the mountaintops. I mean, honestly, it's, it's going to take men like you going out there on a limb and saying, I'm here to help. I have something that you need and then men to be vulnerable, because we talked about vulnerability. As soon as you step into vulnerability, new things in your life are going to appear. You are going to reach new levels. You got you. you knew, you heard it from your dad's lips. I love you, son. You heard it. And you stepped in that vulnerability, and then you went to the next level in life. And you, you you probably at that moment, stepped more into a little bit of who you were. And so, you know, it's, it's going to take guys like you to change the landscape of fatherhood. It's going to take guys like you to change the landscape of marriage in, in in our society. And um, I'm, I'm back there just pushing on your back, pushing you forward, (laughs) whether you like it or not. Uh, I want to ask you this. Yeah. I want to ask you this, The, the role the what do you feel the role of being an incredible husband? The role as a husband, how does that play in your role as a father?
0: The role as husband. Um, I would say helper. You know, it's 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 not uncommon for me to say to my wife, Brooke, is what can I help you with today? And you know being able to be able to vocalize that to her knowing that she understands that I am here to help you know it's it's for us it's a it's a it's a partnership you know we have the opportunity to come together in 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 unity to to do that we're one and just because we're one you know I do believe that there's areas in which if if I can help that i will so the answer your question it's 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 helper right
1: yeah yeah well when you uh when your son is your age and he comes up to you and says, dad actually he doesn't let's rephrase this you see him interacting with his wife and his kids what is that thing that you see that just makes your heart like leap with joy and you you know that you've passed something on that is that is a legacy
0: man man that is that is so good scott um what i see when you ask that question what i see is bingham as my age being able to to father and be present for um his little guy or his little guys however that ends up being um and that's and that's being that's engaged that's from the the hand on the head to the hand around the neck that's the hand on the back and that's the, the 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 laughter the the looking up to father and just smiles um that is the the um the the consoling the the you know if 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 i'm hurting the you know bingham to be able to console um, protect and I think if you were to just really summarize all of that and what that ends up looking like it's you have to be present you have to be there and you have to be available and it's it's not just it's not just it's not just being there in the physical but it's also being being there and engaged and I'll I'll tell you this you know right now Bingham and I are in a really um, a, a interesting position in our lives right now, where he loves Pokemon Go, and he loves it so much that you know we go on these Pokemon Go walks. And it was me walking with him as he was catching these Pokemon. Um, and it wasn't until Scott, I'm like, man, you know what? I'm walking with him as he's catching these Pokemon, but I want to, I want him to know that I am, I am right there with him. I am on the level that he is on. So uh, several weeks ago, I went ahead and I downloaded a a Pokemon app on my phone. and, And now I have my own Pokemon Go account. And now we're catching Pokemon together. And the ability for us to be able to, not just me being there in the physical, but now you have me being there in the physical and then the connection. And that's what I see when I see Bingham at my age at 38, um, being able to, uh, father and, uh, and parent.
1: That's awesome. That's incredible presence, being present, being in the moment and 100% present is, is a massive message that I want to get across because I was not good at that. And I'm telling you, I still work on it as a driven individual. I still work on it. And I have a 17 year old and a 13 year old, you know, and, and um, all, all they want, all they want is when they are there, they want attention and they want to know that I'm, I'm there for them. I'm listening to them. And I think it's one of the biggest struggles men have. And um, I think that's beautiful. And the only way, let me, let me rephrase that. The most impactful way we can ensure that is by doing it ourselves, that we can ensure our, future that we're raising future adults one of the things that we believe um that the future adults that we raised are doing the things that we hold high in in regard and that's we have to model it we have to do it that gives them so much better chance so i, I love that I, I can honor and support you all day long on that one um man i uh i i've really enjoyed hearing your stories this is really great, George. Um, Thank you for being honest and open with us and uh, thank you for being on the show
0: yeah it's been it's been uh, quite an honor you reached out and um, you know it was one of those deals where you know there's it also takes a certain level of vulnerability you yeah. know? and um, I also know that it's not all about me and when when you have the opportunity to to share and when you're quick to when you're quick to think as well how will I feel? Um, I also believe that 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 is the opposition that that you face that we want to essentially overcome because you know you asking for me to come on to the sh- uh, to the show is it's like well, it, it puts me in a vulnerable state and um, but also understanding that it's not about me right. and it's it's about, those who can listen, and those who can, um, you know, take what is being heard and and be moved by it, and be moved so much that they take action, and um, if that is able to to happen, um, due to this conversation, um, then by all means, um, it's uh, it's doing what's supposed to be doing. So I um, I absolutely appreciate the opportunity. I am honored to be able to uh, take this time and uh, thank you so much for your heart, uh, your heart for brotherhood, your heart for fatherhood, your heart for uh, just being able to uh, create a platform and opportunity for folks to come on and for folks to view in and listen. It's um, it's certainly a, a calling and um, I wish you the absolute best as you move forward with this Scott.
1: I think you're going to be along on the journey with me. I'm good with that. Uh, Before we go last thing I want you to say is, I want you to tell us like, I would, I would, if guys, I don't do this often. In fact, I don't know that I've ever done it. But if you're feeling a tugging, like these are some things you need to work on. You you, got to step past like thinking about anything and just reach out. To George. I'm 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 just endorsing it straight up. I get nothing out of this. I'm just endorsing it straight up. I what I get out of it is a, a continued movement towards my mission. And so, George, how can someone get a hold of you if they feel like, wow, I gotta, I gotta work on this stuff?
0: Yeah. So on Facebook, um, at George Dobbins Coaching, um, on Instagram, it's um own your day underscore coaching. Um, at the same time, you know, there's always email handy dandy email I think we forget about it at times and it's uh, George at George And um, yeah, I, I don't think there's, um, you know, between one of those three, Scott, and we'll, you we'll get there. Find me. Yeah. yeah, and
1: yeah. we'll, we'll throw it in the show notes. So guys, if you didn't catch that you can jump on the show notes, you can shoot me a message uh, and, and ask me hey I want to be connected with George. I'm sure George is willing to chat with you with zero pressure to kind of give you an idea. I don't know what his, his process is, but I'm sure he's got one reach out to him. Uh, Again, guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode. Have an amazing day.
0: Thank you for listening to the brotherhood of fatherhood podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, Be sure to share it with your friends, your family, and follow us on social media. If you are a father, make sure you join our Facebook group, The Brotherhood of Fatherhood. Hit the subscribe button and tune in next time for more podcasts from The Brotherhood of Fatherhood.